Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. Hear the word of the Lord. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers from, for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out, about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. And when he went out again at noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. And he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received their usual daily wage. Now, when the first came, they thought that they were going to receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burdens of the day and the, heat, the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. And I am not allowed to do, am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first shall be last. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I have a very unusual rule when it comes to chicken tenders, okay? And I still the, the great thing is I still have youth that will call me and tell me when somebody has broken the number one rule, which is no chicken tender left behind. See... I, I love uh, chicken tenders. I always have. I was very picky growing up, and so that was the one thing that I was just always willing to get, and I made sure that all of them were eating, eaten. And so I remember a couple of weeks ago, I was at Champies with uh, two of my high school friends. We were eating, and me and one of the others got the same exact thing. We both got, you know, the four-piece tender basket tossed with the sweet heat. And they brought it out, and I looked at it, and I said, man, my tenders are smaller than my buddies. I was a little disappointed, but, you know, such is life. And so then we ate our dinner. And would you know, the one that got the bigger tenders didn't finish his basket. He broke that cardinal rule. And in my head, I was thinking, if they had just switched that, there wouldn't be any chicken left on the plate because now I'm too full to eat that fifth tender. But 
he didn't finish it. He broke that rule. That was not fair. If they had just switched it around, everything would have been fine. Everybody would have been happy. And inside my head, there would have been peace about the chicken. But there wasn't. But as I think about that whole experience, the irrationalness in my head, and think about that initial moment and seeing both of us get our food and thinking, well, why on earth did he get more? What does it matter in that moment? Why was I so worried about that? Who am I to say that I deserved more food than him? As we go into our scripture today and we see this story, the parable of the, the laborers in the vineyard. We see the landowner who is finding workers for his vineyard. And he goes out and he hires some workers in the morning. And he says, okay, you know, the normal daily wage. That sound good with everybody? Yeah, yeah, all that agreement. And then he goes and he sees more people a couple hours later, hires them, says, what is right? That's what I'll pay you. They go. So forth throughout the day where there are all these workers and then it comes time for pay. And as they go, they get what the landowner has allotted for them to have for the day. And, and we see the ones at the very end who had been there from the start, from the very beginning, sitting there thinking, why on earth did they get the same amount as us? We worked hours longer than they did. And yet, we're being paid the same? That doesn't make sense. What on earth is going on? See, as this parable was uh, being told, it really connects with the Jewish community as Jesus was walking on the earth, as Jesus was sharing. Because the Jewish community, if you think about it, heard this parable... And they had the same exact gripe. Because this Jewish community who had followed God, who had followed the Mosaic laws that were put before them, they have been there so long waiting for this Messiah, now accepting this Messiah. And then Jesus is going to the Gentiles and ministering to them. Jesus is going to the, the Gentiles and, and saying to the Gentiles and the Jews, that everyone has the ability to, to go and experience eternal life through me. And so obviously the Jewish community is sitting there like, no, you're supposed to be the Messiah. You're supposed to be the one who comes and saves the Jewish community. Why are you worried and taking time to go and talk to these Gentile people? They do not deserve your ministry, your miracles we deserve it. And so now fast forward 2,000 years later, we are still in that same discussion today. Because if we think about 
Whenever we describe ourselves, we like to describe ourselves in such a positive way. We like to describe ourselves and justify why we deserve this or that before another person. As Christians, there are times where we sit back and we think to ourselves, you know, oh, or the the saying that I I love, you're going to have a bigger house in heaven because of what you just did. You know, we have that mindset that the more we do, and the closer we are, the longer that we've had faith compared to somebody else means we're going to be set up better in this, this eternal life arena, in this new creation, in this new heaven that, that we all have heard and, and that we all hope to experience one day. But who are we to say who deserves that more? Who are we to say who's going to have a better experience? Because while we are thinking about all the great things that, that we have done, while we are thinking about the longevity of our faith, we don't realize that we don't deserve to be where Christ is taking us. We don't deserve it just as much as the next. Because while there is that long list of great things that we have done, there is a long list of of things that we have done wrong. Ways in which we have not followed where God is leading, that we have been disobedient because of our humanity. Because we are human. And yet, we still think in our own minds that we get to say, who gets to experience that, that, that grace of, of Christ, that grace of God, we still think that we get to be the ones that determine, determine who is going to be in heaven, who is going to uh, you know, have their rightful place next to Christ. But that is not our job we are not worthy of being able to do that because we are not to judge others based off of their experiences their faith where they are in life because we too we too have made mistakes we too have have fallen short fallen short of following where god is leading we are human just like anyone else. And that fairness that we think inside of our heads, that fairness that we read here, that the laborers who had been there all morning are questioning to the landowner, that that fairness that I irrationally came up with sitting at Champies, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Because... We too are not worthy. We too have fallen short. We can do better just like everyone else. And so for us to remember within our lives to continue to live out that faith 
that we have to continue to share of who God's presence is and not to worry, not to worry about what others are doing. Not to to think that we deserve more because of our lives, because of our actions, but to know, to know that God has loved and has been present in all of our lives and all of those who walk this earth and that Christ is there for each and every person, no matter who they are, because none of us, none of us deserve the grace and the love of Christ that we are able to experience. Because the definition of grace is something that we do not deserve, right? And so for us to, to realize that we don't deserve God's grace, but we have, we have gotten to experience it. And for us to want others to experience it no matter what. For us not to worry about the fairness, but to worry about others just experiencing that grace that we know that has transformed us, that has moved within our lives that grace of Christ, that hope in Christ that we have today. And so as we, as we go out, let us share that grace. Let us not worry about the fairness. Let us not worry about anything other than hoping and praying and, and working so that others too may experience God's grace. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, Lord, we are just grateful. Grateful for the ways in which you continue to love us. The ways in which you continue to be present even when we do not always deserve it. Even in moments in which we are disobedient. Even in moments where we turn our back to where you were leading. And so Lord, Help us. Help us so that we may continue to grow closer to you, but we may continue to help others experience that grace. Because we are reminded that we are not worthy, but that you still loved us, and that you you are in this world present and loving everyone. That you want everyone to experience your grace, your grace through Christ Jesus. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.